This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity with Dan Munro. What's up, guys? Okay, so today we're going to do a nice, quick, practical one. So, my superpower has always been being able to see the bullshit lie someone tells themselves that keeps them stuck in a mental loop, that keeps them from making progress on an issue. And it's hard for them to see it because it's subconscious. Today we're going to talk about how the things you think are impossible for you actually just a representation of a a mental firewall that you've subconsciously created to protect yourself from something else. So today we're going to look at how to identify that firewall and break through it. I'm going to use my own life uh, to give an example of this as we go through it. And then at the end I'm going to answer an anonymous question I sent uh, from a guy who thinks he's too old to find a relationship. And this applies to anyone who thinks they're too short or too ugly or too busy or too inexperienced. Anything that you're too whatever to engage in the, the goal. So this is going to be a four-step process. I wanted to make this as simple as possible and something that you can practically apply. It's going to start with mindset and move slowly through to action. Step one is about identifying the story you tell yourself. You know, uh, old Wolf of Wall Street, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jordan Belfort. He's got this idea as the only thing that stands between you and the achievement of your goals is the bullshit story you tell yourself about why they're impossible. Something to that effect. And and this is is largely what we're going to be talking about today, except the story we're going to be talking about is going to be much more subconscious. You won't even see yourself telling yourself the story. It'll just be true for you. I heard a quote today, a fish doesn't know it's in water. That's what we're looking for today. What's the water that you don't realize you're in? What's the mental environment you've created that's so real to you, you can't even see it? One way to identify this is simply to ask yourself why you think it's impossible. It's funny how often you don't consciously ask this question, you just accept it. I want you guys to stop for a second as you're listening to this and identify something that you feel like you're hitting the ceiling with. You, you can't figure out how to get through this issue that other people seem to succeed with, but you just seem blocked and somehow disadvantaged. I want you to answer the question, why do you think it's impossible for you? Now, it could be that it's impossible for you because you don't know why it's impossible for you. Maybe that's the reason. You don't know how to get past this, you tell yourself. You're confused. You don't know how, you might tell yourself. Or you might use a a really specific reason that you think that somehow you're entitled to. That there's something specially unique and fucked up about you that makes this thing impossible. So the example I want to use is a story I used to tell myself. Now, I've always, you know, identified as this nice guy. And one of the stories I used to tell myself was that nice guys do not harass women sexually. And therefore, women do not want to hear about my sexual desires. That was a story I used to live in. That was the water I lived in. So when I was in a social environment, it simply didn't even occur to me to express myself sexually. That wasn't even an option. That's the water I was living in. It wasn't even a story like, oh, they don't want to hear it or I'm not good enough. I didn't even need to come up with a reason why. It just was the way things are. It's like gravity. I can't fly because there's gravity. I don't need to think about gravity to do that. Now, I couldn't express myself sexually to women 
because that would always be harassment. That was my gravity. That was the thing holding me down, stuck. So I want you to figure out what's your gravity. What's the environmental factor that you think is so overwhelmingly impossible to overcome that it's not even worth considering, that you have to find some other way around it? So first you have to identify that story. That's step one. Now step two is to identify the secret benefit that you gain from that story. There's a theory I developed which I now believe has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, and that is our brain never does anything that it thinks is a bad idea. It never does anything that it thinks is a bad idea. Our brain, no matter how painful the mental process you might be going through, some part of your brain that's sitting at the controls has decided that's the best possible course of action. So even when you're stuck in a self-defeating loop that causes you to fail over and over again, some part of your brain, the most dominant part of your brain, thinks that that's a good idea. And so this story that you tell yourself that holds you back, some part of your brain really believes in that story and believes in a benefit that overshadows any other possible benefits. So when I told myself the story that nice guys don't harass women sexually, therefore I shouldn't express myself, despite the fact that that kept me in the friend zone and kept me away from sexual relationships for many, many years, there was a secret benefit to telling that story. And what was the benefit? I protected myself. Now that is so often the case when you tell yourself a self-defeating story, is you are protecting yourself from something you believe is even worse than failure in this area. So I had a story that was protecting me from what's even worse than going without women, or going without relationships, going without sexual connection. Because what we're talking about now, we're going to move on to this soon, is the fear of success. Uh, it's what, uh, what's his name? He wrote Leap of Faith, Gay Hendricks. He talks about the upper limit problem. It's a self-defeating pattern you get in that you can't even see, and it prevents you from going above a certain level of success, going to where you've never gone before. It is your brain protecting you from change, protecting you from vulnerability and risk, and protecting you from the unknown. So that's what your story does for you. This gravity that you've created, this mental firewall, this block, whatever you want to call it, it is protecting you either from change or from vulnerability and risk or from the unknown or possibly all of those things. So what I want you to do is identify what are you being protected by? Uh, what are you being protected from with this story? How is it helping you to stay safe from something in the future? So when I told myself the, the nice guy story, I was protecting myself from rejection. I was protecting myself from humiliation and embarrassment. I was protecting myself from social awkwardness. These were unknowns and vulnerabilities that I was protecting myself from. Now, this is the fear of success. Because it looks like the fear of failure. It looks like rejection and embarrassment and awkwardness are failures. But to get through those leads to somewhere that I'm even more scared of. Which brings us to step three. Is to identify what's the bigger problem waiting for you if you actually succeeded. Because that's what the story is really protecting you from. That's what you're really trying to avoid with this self-defeating loop. See, 
my fear of rejection and, and embarrassment and awkwardness which stemmed from the belief that it's harassing to be sexual, therefore I'd always generate these responses, these negative responses from women. The bigger problem was that if the girl actually liked me, I'm now in the serious issue of the girl finding out that I'm inexperienced, that I get nervous in the bedroom, which sometimes affects my sexual performance, that I'm unable to connect with them or understand them emotionally because I've been emotionally suppressed for so long. That was the real problem I was trying to avoid. I couldn't even consciously see that problem taking place because for me, I thought not getting rejected would be a great thing. That's the story I told myself. And yet I never put myself up for rejection. Why? Because if a girl didn't reject me, I'm in even deeper shit. Not getting laid or not having a girlfriend, that was painful enough. But to be with a girl and to have her experience how useless I am with women, at least that's what I saw. That's what I was really scared of. So when you're stuck in a loop, this is the thing you're really protecting yourself from. The thing that comes after the success. That loop of failure that you're stuck in, you're keeping yourself there because you're even more afraid of what happens after. Because with every problem you solve, you open the door to an even bigger one. So the problem of me not being able to express myself sexually, if I was to solve that problem, I opened the even bigger door of really emotionally and vulnerably connecting with a woman and having to maintain a relationship of some kind. That's what my loop was trying to prevent from happening. So your belief that that gravity, that firewall you've created, isn't actually true. It's not a truth-based belief. Because if the thing you're trying to do has been done by any other human, it can be done by you. So it's not a truthful thing. But it's designed to protect you. It's not a belief about what's real. It's a system to keep you still, to keep you in inertia. So obviously, step four is about breaking through that problem. So step four is breakthrough action. Any action that breaks the rules, that's flies in the face of gravity, right? that runs through the wall that should not be breakable. So for me, this meant expressing myself sexually. It meant welcoming the possibility of that even bigger problem taking place, of allowing not just a rejection to happen, but acceptance. To allow the possibility that I could express myself sexually, and a girl might actually like that, and put me in the more dire position of now having to maintain some sort of connection with her. I had to do something that would allow that possibility to exist. So what I did was I went up and told women that I was attracted to them. Now, the first time I tried to do this, I'd been doing pickup artist stuff for a number of years, and I was using really indirect methods, which allowed me to keep this story going. So I still hid my sexuality and my desire from women. I never really told them I was attracted to them. I just kind of indirectly escalated things. But I was sick of that. I was sick of being manipulative and being a, a sneaky little bastard with all the pickup strategies. I wanted to be real. And I knew that for me to overcome this belief that me expressing myself sexually was harassment, I had to do it. I had to let a real reaction or two happen. So for about three months, every Saturday, I went to the local shopping mall and tried to find a girl I was attracted to and go talk to her. I was so nervous, I was so scared 
of that bigger problem happening, of her actually enjoying it, that I wasn't able to follow through. But one day I did. One day I finally broke the cycle after hours of impotent attempts. I finally stopped this girl right outside a jewellery store. I can remember it so clearly. I can even remember her face because it's such an emotional memory for me. I stopped her and I told her that the reason I'd come up to say hi is because I thought she was gorgeous. It's a minor event in the bigger scheme of life, but for me this was significant. This broke all the rules. Everything about my belief system says that this is not allowed. You are not allowed to do this. It's inappropriate socially. It's high pressure. It's harassment. It's unfair on the girl. All my beliefs were going on and on like this. And then she smiled. And she smiled big. It was a big fucking smile. And in that moment, all those beliefs just shattered. For a girl to smile means that all those beliefs were untrue. At least a little bit. I was expecting a slap in the face, I was expecting to get arrested and charged, but I wasn't. Because all those beliefs about me expressing attraction were bullshit. They were a safety system designed to prevent that smile from happening, actually. Now that girl is no longer part of my life, that was the only interaction I ever had with her. But in that moment, I stood there, I let her have her reaction, I was willing for her to accept. I was prepared to go to the bigger problem of success. And that's what got the wheels turning. That was a huge moment for me. I went from inertia of never being able to express myself to suddenly free to express attraction whenever I wanted. It doesn't mean I always followed through and this was a long battle for me. I was scared for many years. But it got the thing started. Now I want to finish up with applying this to uh, an anonymous question sent through by someone in the Brojo community. So basically what he's saying is he feels that he's too old to create a relationship with someone. He's kind of doomed to be single forever. And he's missed the boat, that there's something wrong with him. Now what's interesting, you know, he's in his, I think his 40s now, but he already had this belief when he was 19. So even at 19 he said, I'm too old. And he's just managed to keep this gravity, this story going uh, his whole life. So the story is, I'm too old, I've missed out. Uh, missed the window of opportunity. That's what he's told himself. Now, despite the fact that he can see clearly that there are many others, his age and older, who have created relationships, he has decided in his belief system that he's the exception, that he is this unique human being that somehow defies all these possibilities. So let's identify. So step one, the story is I'm too old, it's too late. It's too wrong for me. Step two, the secret benefit. How does he benefit from that story? I want you guys to ask yourselves this. What do you think he gets out of telling the story? What does he protect himself from? What change? What vulnerability? What unknownness is he protecting himself from? Well, I think he's pretty similar to me in that he is protecting himself from trying. He's protecting himself from rejection. He's protecting himself from the awkwardness and discomfort that will come from actually putting himself out there. I've interacted with this guy a little bit about this, and I've found out he's also not doing anything to support a dating life. He's not trying at all. So it tells me that this benefit is working in his favor. His story is preventing him from doing uncomfortable things. That's the secret benefit. So what's his success problem? Well, given, again, that he's very nervous about an experience and about wrongness um, in terms of himself 
the problem with his success will be vulnerability. If he actually goes through with this and succeeds, he's going to be an inexperienced 40-year-old in a relationship. That's what he's really afraid of. He's going to have trouble accepting himself as being that beginner. He's going to have to learn from scratch how to connect with someone that deeply to go that raw with somebody. So what do you guys think his breakthrough action is? Well, it could be anything. Only he's going to know that. But it's going to have to be something to get him into the dating scene. Now, a twist of the story is that he is gay. And he comes from a background that was very uh, prejudiced. So the wrongness, the shame he has around this, probably has a lot to do with that. So his breakthrough action is also something that comes with a a higher risk in his mind of social rejection. Right now, for people to know him as they know him, he's safer than if they were to know who he was sexually. That's the prediction I'm making here. He also tells himself a story, part of his story is that he's into masculine men, and for some reason he's managed to convince himself that no gay men are masculine. I don't know where he got that from, but like we said, the story isn't true, it's just designed to protect you. So, breakthrough action, I think, for him would be probably to go to a gay bar and to go up to the most masculine-looking men in that gay bar and introduce himself. That would be the breakthrough action. Now, if he's already done that, then it must be something higher level than that. Maybe expressing attraction, asking people out, going on a dating site. I don't know what it is. But he's told me he's doing nothing, so pretty much anything is a breakthrough action here, just to break the inertia and get moving. So, that's my four-step process to identify the bullshit that you tell yourself to keep yourself safe from real success. It's something that happens to all of us. We all do this to ourselves. We all have an upper limit that we use to keep ourselves safe and the same and avoid the bigger problem of a more enjoyable life. Which is very ironic, but hey, who said humans were rational? I don't know where we got that idea from, because we're not. This is not rational behavior, but it can be solved in a rational way. So have a crack at applying this to your own. Understand that that last step will be the most difficult, probably, to actually take the action that breaks the rules. But also, you know, you don't have to do this alone. If you want help with this, send me an email, dan at brojo.co.nz. Breaking through these kinds of things is my specialty. It's the thing I love doing the most. I'm very good at doing it with other people, of course, much better than I am at doing it myself. But that's the point of coaching. Let me know if you want that help. We can talk about that. Otherwise, have a crack at it yourself. Talk to your friends about it. Find a mentor. Let them see what the bigger problem is that you're avoiding, the success problem, and just go for it. And I'll see you guys next time.